Hey, I want to thank our new sponsor, Plutonium. Yes, Plutonium, if you're trying to heat your house, forget about solar or gas, use Plutonium. Hi, this is 5050, real estate podcast for the common man, where we talk about selling, buying, and investing in real estate. We aren't baffling you with BS. We're dazzling you with brilliance. We're not telling you how to become a millionaire. We're telling you stories, the truth, and the information no one is talking about. So sit back, listen, laugh, and enjoy 5050, real estate podcast for the common man. Hey everybody, JD here. Hope you're looking good and feeling fine. Hope you had a great, great holiday season with friends, neighbors, relatives, and acquaintances. We are going to be discussing 2023, the year behind us. And, uh, you know, so many people I talked to during the holidays, he said, JD, you were wrong. You were wrong. We've been listening to your podcast all during the year. And I really, really super appreciate all the people who have uh, subscribed, listen, email me, talk to me about the podcast. I really super appreciate it. Always try to be different in my podcast last year and this year. You know, I look at what the kind of the everybody's talking about and I just don't want to talk about what everybody else is talking about. Try to find things that are kind of new and different or maybe just give it a a fresh uh, perspective about it. So uh, I like to thank all my listeners out there. That I, I think I've been doing this for three or four years now. Uh, time goes by fast when you're having fun. But I just wanted to thank everybody for hanging in there. Sometimes I get a little silly. Sometimes I get a little obnoxious. Sometimes I get a little serious. But I try to mix it up. And that's why it's called Real Estate for the Common Man. Because I don't want to deal with, you know, educated Wall Street bankers. I want to just deal with the common guy. The guy that's just working nine to five, trying to sell his home, trying to buy a home, trying to buy an investment home that isn't a Harvard graduate that's just like an average person. So I try to keep my podcasts into just simple, everyday, uh, common man, woman uh, subjects. So I you know, talking to a lot of people, getting their emails and so on, a lot of people were saying, you know, JD, you missed the mark last year. You know, you, you were saying the houses were going to collapse, be tons of foreclosures, uh, you know, the sky is falling, so on and so forth. And I have to admit, I, I kind of was wrong uh, last year, but, you know, after th- selling real estate for 35 years, I usually can predict relatively pretty many, pretty uh, much the housing trends. trends. But I kind of blew it last year. And I was like, what did I do wrong? What? There's something I'm not seeing and nobody else is seeing. And the argument you know, that I got with a few people is, 
well, you know, we'll, we'll be driving around towns and it looks like, look at all the building, you know, they're building here and they're building there and they're building apartments and they're building houses, single family homes and townhomes. You know, if the market was bad, why didn't the building, the builders just stop? Why are things still selling? And I scratched my head. I said, nothing's making sense. You know, I, I can see when the interest rates were 2 3%. People were overbidding on these homes. They, you know, if you bought a home in the past three or four year, years, you pretty much are buried in it now. Because housing did go down last year, but not as much as I predicted. I was thinking 15 20%. It went down about 5%, which isn't that really that much. But interest rates went way up. We were looking at, geez, all close to about 8%, and now they're going down. And they'll probably go down uh, next year, too. Every election year, you know, they want you to forget about the terrible economy in the past three or four years. And they will go on lower interest rates, lower gas, lower food costs, because they want to make you vote for them and say, see, the economy's doing great. We, we, we uh, really uh, got over the high inflation and high interest rates. And, you know, happy days are here again because they want you to vote for them. And then once you vote for whoever you vote for, you know, and they get in the office, all of a sudden, everything they say is thrown out the window and it goes ugly again. You know, it's just, just the nature of politics, I guess. But, I, I, like I said, I looked really closely to what was going on last year. And I looked at Redfin and Zillow and our local M, uh, MLS, and I started to see a trend and I said ah oh, that's what's going on you, you hear folks lack of inventory lack of inventory you know that's why the housing market hasn't collapsed lack of inventory and people are still buying and I started looking at what caused I mean we still have a little bit more inventory than we did at the beginning of the year but it's not as dramatic as what I thought. And I started thinking, why, why, why? So I started looking at a lot of the data and I, it hit me like, a, what do they say, a baseball bat. Um, it was really deceiving because I looked at a lot of homes that were up for sale and they were all overpriced. All of them. You know, I look at the price. I go, oh, you know, they, they came down on price. 30, 40,000. Some, some sellers were just messing around. You know, oh, $500,000 home. We're going to lower the price. $3,700. You know, they're not going to sell their home when there's still $100,000 overpriced. But I started looking at this and I started seeing, you know, price deductions, you know, $35,000, And after the price deductions, like over the 90 days, let's say they listed their homes and then their homes were on the market for 90 days, all of a sudden, 
they were off the market. And I said, good grief, how could people afford this? You know, we're not looking at 2.5% interest rates, we're looking at 7%. And then I started looking at it and I looked at the inventory and I thought, no wonder the lack of inventory. It wasn't that nobody was selling the homes, it's nobody could sell their homes. So what happens is what I looked at the data and I saw that real estate agents who were, you know, not really experienced, maybe they got in the market four or five years ago, were using the data, going to the MLSs, punching in the MLS and all the MLS statistics and algorithms were looking at previous sales. It wasn't taking into effect that we were in a false economy with a false interest rate in a false, you know, a housing market. They were just looking at the past and saying, hey, look it, here's what your house is worth. So what we were getting is we were getting overpriced homes just like what we were doing three or four years ago. But the difference that they were not taking in consideration is the interest rates had doubled. So, you know, payments that were like $2,000 four or five years ago, even though they were paying two, three hundred thousand dollars over price, they now with the same price, they were paying $5,000, $6,000 a month. People couldn't afford it. But except the real estate agents and except the sellers being on top of it, they were just going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I know my house is worth, uh, let's say, 700000 because five houses in the neighborhood with friends I knew and neighbors that I did the past three years, they all sold their homes for 700000 But they weren't taking in consideration, like I said, false economy, false interest rates, false housing market. So they were listing their homes at the same price that three years ago, but the interest rates were so darn high. So now it's almost double the payment, I mean, almost triple the payments of what it cost three years ago. Nobody can afford it. So what I did is I looked at everything and I started seeing kind of lower, like they would lower their price, but it was a joke. It's like, this house is $150,000 over what it should be. And what they did is they lowered it $25,000. You're like, okay, they lowered it $25,000. It's still $150,000 over price. They should lower this $150,000, $100,000, but no one's doing that. So as I looked, what I saw is canceled canceled contracts canceled contracts canceled listing contracts taken off the market expired 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 listings what was happening is a lot of these sellers couldn't get what they thought and just took their houses off the market which decreased the inventory but the homes that were coming on the market with people that were just putting up uh, uh, putting up their homes kind of made the market kind of stable so you didn't see a big huge crash and the reason why is because the people that couldn't sell the homes what they thought took them off the market and 
the people who were still in dream world of three years ago was putting on the market so you saw this steady inventory and you didn't see the prices go down because the inventory never went up and never really went down it just kind of maintained but then people were saying, well, then why do you see buyers buying these homes? You know, the, the builders are buying it. And I looked at everything and I said, you know, there's naive buyers out there, many who were looking at purchasing homes in 2023, you know, and they were paying these outrageous high prices. But what was happening is these builders, the builders were paying seventy-five to $100,000 incentives to get these lower, low, low interest rates of 4 or 5%. And they weren't decreasing the prices of the home of what they should be in today's market. They were still pricing them of what they were three years ago. But you got these naive uh, buyers who had no clue what they were doing going oh look it wow we you know we've been out looking at resale homes and they're all six and seven eight percent interest rates we can buy this new home for half the interest rate get a brand new home and they were just looking at payments they weren't looking at the housing prices. So what you see in 2023 is the reason why the housing market didn't go down is you had a bunch of naive buyers getting sucked in and believing that it was such a great market to buy in, preferably new homes, that you had these new home builders giving outrageous incentives and and the naive buyers were buying it because they thought, wow, look, we can buy a brand new home. We can get a low interest rate. The sellers, I mean, there was a couple of new home builders that said, hey, if you don't want us to buy the interest rate down and give you a four and a half percent, we'll give you seventy-five to $100,000 worth of incentives. And, you know, the people were buying it. Well, like I said, they weren't looking at the market. They won't look they were not looking at the price of the home. They were looking at I can afford this payment. It's a great deal. Let's buy it. And that's why the market didn't go down. In, you know, it went down a little in 2023 is because you didn't have smart, educated buyers. You had naive gullible buyers that were listening to real estate agents saying oh it's a great time to buy look at look at all this building around here oh man look at how everybody's buying here and then they go in and they see that there was these massive incentives and they would go wow let's buy this because we can get the same payment that we would have got three years ago and we're going to have a buying new house. Well, three years ago, they were buying the interest rates. They went buying the value. The values are so overpriced. And today in 2023, it's now 2024, they were doing the same thing. They were not looking at the value and the price of home. They were just looking at the interest rates. And people are going to be buried in these things. I mean, it's going to take 
15 years before these people are going to be able to get out of their homes. And the reason for it is they didn't buy value. They didn't buy price. They bought interest rates. And when these people lose their job, I, I'm, I'm predicting this. So I might be wrong again, but I'm predicting there's going to be a lot of job losses in 2024. A lot of people were holding off. Holiday season's over. They're going to use, UN, uh, they're going to de, uh, use or look at year-end profits, and it's not going to be the major profits they thought. And they're going to be laying off people in construction, in housing. I see so many lending mortgage companies wrapped up. I just saw one close. It said we are closed, you know, permanently. A lot of that. Also, I was talking to somebody and they said, you want to know what the economy is? Start looking at Quake Craigslist or these, uh, you know, places where you can sell your home or the flea market. And there's going to be a lot of construction workers who are selling their tools because the construction jobs are going to be gone and so on and so forth. Um, so that's probably going to be happening here soon. Uh, there, And then I looked at the resale homes, like I was saying, and like I said, I, if, they, if the market was so hot, I was saying, well, then why doesn't these resale homes not selling? They were, like I said, off the market, uh, expired listings, canceled, canceled, canceled. And I'm reason, the reason why is these sellers can't give the incentives that the builders are. I mean, if the sellers bought these homes for, you know, overpriced prices in the past four or five years and then they try to sell them and they try to think oh my home's really only worth 600 but i'm going to ask 750 and nobody's buying it they can't pay 75 to a hundred thousand dollars with incentives to buy the interest rates down plus pay all the commissions and so on and so forth so they they figure i'll just take my house off the market and then maybe they'll sell in 2024 it isn't if it's not going to sell in 2023 trust me it will never sell in 2024 unless you get really real and you lower the price to what it should be but a lot of people don't they say well i'm not going to lower my price one hundred fifty thousand dollars that's crazy because all these homes back in a false economy they are all selling for seven eight hundred thousand blah 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 and if i don't get that then i'm just not going to sell my home they're all greedy. They're all greedy, and they're never going to sell the ho their homes. But what's going to happen is you got, and I've seen so much of this. I've seen a ton, a ton of apartments. As a matter of fact, a lot of people who drive around uh, where I live, and just, just you know, overall United States in general, they'll think, wow, look at all the apartments. And it seems like every place I'm going, they're building apartments, apartments, and apartments. And I said, yeah, same out here too. But I said, who's going to live in these things? There, there's not all these jobs coming in. Uh, you know, and there's not these big high-tech, high-tech jobs, All they're laying a lot of high-tech jobs off. Facebook, Google, um, they're, they're letting people go. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, hiring going on. Big, you know, top top hiring jobs. I mean, there's like 
minimum wage, $17 an hour, $20 an hour, but people are doing minimum wage by the time they uh, they pay taxes and so on. They can barely afford rent. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot of these big time uh paid jobs and like a lot of some people said you got to make a hundred a hundred fifty thousand just to qualify at six seven eight percent at these overinflated housing just to get into your first home give me a break there's hardly anybody who's making that much money and if they are they're not stupid enough to be buying overpriced houses and you're going to get a lot of people who bought these homes got these low interest rates thought they were going to make a fortune in the investment world they won't be able to sell them they're going to be dumping their homes because we won't be able to afford all these homes you're going to get a lot of airbnbs who people bought i mean like like you know they were making money hand over the fist over the past uh three or four years because so many people didn't want to go to hotels or be close to people because of the you know, the pandemic. And now that that's pretty much over, now people are going, hey, you know, forget it. Uh, I, I'll just stay at a hotel and, uh, you know, that'll be great and so on and have all the amenities and a free breakfast and so on. And uh, a lot of these people who are holding these Airbnbs, they're starting to panic. And a lot of the cities are starting to pass uh, laws stating that we're going to treat Airbnbs just like hotels, so you can be licensed, certified, health, fire, electrical, zoning, so on. A lot of HOAs are saying, no, we don't want it in our neighborhood. They're limiting A, B, and Bs. So there's going to be a lot of people who were making, you know, they were, you know, they had payments of uh, $3,000 a month and they were selling, uh, you know, they were renting these things out for $1,000 a week and they were making four or $5,000, making $1,000, $2,000 profit a, a month. Now they're not going to be doing it. They're going to be stuck. So they're going to probably start putting them out, out for long-term rentals and there's going to be a ton of long-term rentals which is going to make the rental market go down or they're going to just say, you know, I've had it. You know, the Airbnb was just a trend. You know, I made a few bucks. That's great. I'm just dumping my house. I don't want to be a landlord long-term. Or if I can't, you know, if I can't get what I made on on the income as Airbnb and I have to you know, lower it, and I'm going to be paying half, and then I'll, by the time I pay taxes and insurance and all that stuff, I'm just going to break even, so it's not really a business opportunity anymore, so I'm going to be dumping those, and like I said, a lot of these builders, they're just, they're just giving an incentives away, but they're not lowering the price of homes, and you know, who cares about the incentives, and the reason why they aren't doing that the new home builders is because they have a blanket appraisal and you got a lot of these people who bought in their communities and when they bought in the communities if they lower the price they might now just wipe out anybody in the neighborhood that uh is trying to sell a home and it's happening now there's a lot of sellers who are in these neighborhoods and they can't compete with the buyers. I mean, they can't uh, compete with the builders because they can't give these incentives. And it's like, well, look at if uh, I'm trying to buy your home and your home's been lived in for five years, 
and now I can buy a brand new home. I can get the interest rates half of what I get out there. I'm just going to buy build. Uh, um, I'm going to just buy new builders, which means that the people who bought in the communities, they're going to start lowering their price, lowering their price, lowering their price, lowering their price to try to compete with the builders and it's just going to be a disaster a total disaster this year and i'm predicting and like i said i might be eating my words we're going to see anywhere from 15 to 20 percent depreciation in the housing market this year and that's what i'm predicting a 15 to 20 percent probably uh depreciation and you know now you have a lot of the um foreclosure moratorium they're gone so you're going to see a lot of foreclosures bank repos a lot of short sales and i just read and took a class on short sales it is a disaster it is total brain damage to try to get a short sale done and you're going to get a lot of people who they were not in the market in 2008 lenders. They've all gone. You get a lot of new people who aren't familiar with short sales. You're going to get short sales that are lasting three, four, six months to get a short sale through. And if you're upside down in a home, you can't just say, I'm upside down in a home. I want a short sale. You got to do a letter to... Uh, to tell the people why it's called a heart hardship letter of why you can't afford your home and why you're asking for a short sale it can't just be hey i got tons of money in the bank and i'm doing well and i got four of the houses but this house is terrible and i'm upside down on this house so i just need a short sale it, they they won't do it they're going to say sell your other properties and pay us off that's what they're going to do. If you've got a retirement that you're dealing with, cash in your retirement and pay us off. you got to be broke. You have to be absolutely no assets out of a job uh, or maybe a health like you really are dis- disabled. and But you still can't be making money. you got to be broke. And a lot of these people think, oh, I can always do a short sell if I go underwater and can't sell my home. No, if you've got a job, no. If you got assets, no. If you got other homes, no. If you've got, like I said, a pension, no. And like I said, um, in a, a lot of people who do short sales, you know, they might have four or five buyers, and then the buyers say, I'm not going to put up with this. I've been waiting two weeks, haven't gotten an answer. Or here's the thing about short sales, which is really crazy is real estate agents who list short sales a lot of them are very inexperienced uh i mean they just have no clue it's kind of earn while you learn attitude it's like well we'll list it's a short sale and then uh we'll work on it later on so what they do in a in a short sale is Let's say a buyer comes in and they say, this is a short sale. They put a price on, they do a market analysis, do a short sale, and the seller just signs off on it. And they go, wow, we got a contract, man. The seller accepted. The seller doesn't care. The seller's not going to make a dime off the house. 
The only thing that sellers trying to prevent is a foreclosure. They can't make any money at all. Maybe occasionally the bank might give them moving expenses so they can move out or like I said, they might say, hey, look, it will give you uh, $5,000 when you move if you keep the property up until we sell it and uh, the new uh, buyers come in. So there's some of those incentives. But other than that, the, buyer, the, the owners don't have any incentives to keep the property up. So they, they don't pay their, their you know, payments. They don't pay the water bill. They don't pay the house insurance. They don't pay much of anything. So the homes go down and down and down. Weeds start growing. They're not fixing anything anymore because they're not going to make any profit. So, so what happens is the real estate agents tell the buyers who, oh, wow, the seller accepted the offer. Wow, it's a done deal. And the sellers, the buyers get really excited. Oh, we got a contract. Oh, look at that. We got a screaming deal on a home. This is great. They tell the lender, but they don't tell the lender it's a short sale. The lender, they get an inspection. They get an appraisal. They get all this stuff. They're ready to close. And then the you know, a month doesn't close, two months doesn't close, and then three months the uh, the bank comes in and says, oh, we're not going to take the short sell. This is too much of a loss. But we will take this amount. And you go, well, <laughs> the price that you're coming back uh, with, I could buy any house in the neighborhood. And they're like, okay, well, good luck. See you later. Bye. So um, I always tell people if you're purchasing a short sale, it's going to be total brain damage. If you're listing, uh, if you're a real estate out uh, agent out there, there's a lot of them that uh, listen to my podcast. (laughs) You know, don't even tell anybody that your seller accepted the offer because your seller is worthless. And tell the bank signs off and says they've accepted this short sale then tell the buyer or the buyer's agent they've accept the bank has accepted the short sale but so many real estate agents don't understand that they just go oh the seller accepted it you could throw a you know uh, any price at them the seller's accepting because they're losing their house anyway so on a short sale uh you know you're going to be waiting probably two, three, four, six months before you even get it uh, done. So the only people that really buy short sales are people who are renting like, you know, a long term or they month to month or investors that don't really care. They throw in an offer and that's pretty much what it is. And sometimes the banks make more money on a foreclosure than a short sale because they figure, hey, look at you know, back in the old days, years ago, a bank couldn't make any money off of a foreclosure. They would sell the house and whatever was owed is what they got in any difference they had to give to the owner. So let's say the house payment or the loan was 150000 and they foreclosed, and these, you know, they, there was an auction, or there was a foreclosure sale. They had multiple offers, and somebody bid two hundred. 
Well, what they did is they can only recoup what they lost. So it was attorney's fees, late fees, so on. So let's say the loan was 150 and it was 180 that they had into it. So they paid themselves the 180 so they wouldn't take a loss. And the remainder would go to the seller. I mean, the owner, the old you know, the owner that they foreclosed on. But nowadays, that's gone. The bank, when the uh, the um, owners leave and they foreclose, they give all rights up. And that's why a lot of banks will go in and that the house is like really in disrepair. They go, look at, is it worth to put new carpet, put some decent carpet, paint, clean up the yard? And can we get this market price? And a lot of banks will say, it, you know, we're not going to give the house away. We can put twenty grand into this, fix it all up, and we can make a fifty, sixty thousand dollar profit, and maybe even offer them uh, good incentives if they use us to uh, do the loan. So uh, that's why you really got to know about foreclosures because the days of like, you know, getting a six hundred thousand dollar home and you're going to pick it up for four fifty. It's going to be really tough to get that because the banks aren't going to do it because they'll fix the house up and um, and sell it themselves. Now, if they're getting a ton of foreclosures, they just want to unload them. They want to get them off the books. So they're just, you know, yeah, here, just we'll get it off the books, get it off the books. And you can pick up some good deals, but you really don't know how many banks have all these foreclosures you just don't know i mean it's unless you do some you know a lot of lot of lot of research but they're trying to get them off the books because they look bad because it looks like they've done really bad loans so they want to try to get them off the books but like i said this year you're going to see probably a 15 to 20 percent drop in housing prices. You're going to see a lot of builders going bankrupt. Well, I saw it in the 80s, I saw it in the 90s, I saw it in the 2008s, where they just put a fence around a lot of their subdivisions and walked off and filed bankruptcies. And there's a lot of builders who are probably on the verge of that because there's only so many naive buyers that will buy these overpriced homes at at uh you know four or five percent interest rates and then finally when they start seeing all the other houses prices collapse and the prices around them are 50 60 100 thousand dollars less that they bought their homes and they see see that they're buried in them they're gonna be why if there's any financial problems that happen or divorce or they lose their job or something they're gonna be walking away from them so it's it's gonna be a real interesting year in the housing market because like i said there's only so many naive buyers that I think last year kind of kept the market up. And once those disappear and the builders can't just persuade people by giving them $75,000, dollars worth of incentives and builders alike and, and the market dries up and buyers can't afford it and incentives aren't going to do it, you're going to see it just 
go down fast. I've seen it. And like I said, we, we saw maybe 5% last year, which isn't a lot. We're going to see, like I said, 15 to 20% this year. So, um, like I said, maybe at the end of 2024, I might be wrong. But like I said, I I think, you know, the party's over. And uh, if you're sitting on the sidelines, uh, just keep sitting. And like I said, if you didn't sell your home, you probably won't. I just talked to somebody was trying to sell their investment property and I said you're three years too late man I mean you're never going to sell they, they were, it was so outrageously priced and then I said hey guess what and they they live in California I said you're gonna be 30 percent capital gains tax because it was an investment property and then you're probably gonna pay California tax and you know that's what 13 percent and then you got to count the profits and income you're going to get hosed by plan income in in i said if you sell it for a million dollars after everything's paid you might walk away with like five or six hundred thousand and i said you know i'm not a i'm not a um a uh, accountant but i said talk to your accountant and your or your tax attorney and you know, they came back and said, wow, John, thanks. We're just taking it off the market because it probably, you know, we'll, we'll just wait because it's not costing much of anything to hold the property. But they're just saying, my God, uh, we didn't realize we probably have to pay half of our what we sell it to just in taxes. And I'm like, yeah, that's about what will happen. But a lot of these people won't be like that. They're going to be burying these things and they're going to have to. Um, they're going to be. They're going to have to pay capital gains if they sell. And like I said, if you, here's the thing that's really interesting. If you um, lose uh, on investment properties, uh, according, I'm not uh, giving you tax uh, advice here, but you can write off the loss on investment properties uh, because if it's an investment, but if it's a a home and it's your personal resident. You can't you can't you can't write off the loss, um, period. So, like I said, uh, and like I said, I'm not giving you tax advice here, but uh, like I said, that's why when people lose, uh, you know, on their home, they can't just write it off on their taxes. Oh, also on a short sale, just to kind of end this, uh, if you owe the bank. 500,000 and they take a 400,000 payoff, uh, they can come back to you and uh, do a deficiency. They can come back to you on $100,000. So they can say, we're going to take a short payoff of 400, but we're not just going to write the whole loan off. We're going to put a judgment against you on 100,000. Or you have to do, um, I don't know, an IRS uh, form and uh, IRS could come back and say, "Hey, we're going to charge you taxes on the hundred thousand uh, dollars deficiency." So you, sometimes people do a short payoff, and then what happens is 
they get this IRS bill a year, two, three years, and it says, guess what? You owe us this amount because of the fact that you did a short payoff and didn't pay the loan uh, in full. And they count, count the $100,000 as income. So now you're paying uh, taxes on $100,000 income that you never had because you did a short payoff. So it gets really ugly. And I think 2024, not worshiping, not uh, wish, not wishing anyone to be having any financial problems, but I think you're going to see a lot of layoffs, a lot of homes being on the market that can't sell. Um, like I said, in 2024, I kept saying, why is there such a lack of inventory? There wasn't a lack of inventory. It's just so many uh, sellers took their homes off the market because they decided they couldn't get the outrageous prices. So they thought, ah, forget it. You know, we'll just take it off the market. And it was, I said, tons of cancels, tons of expired listings, tons of withdrawal. So like I said, it wasn't that I w was wrong. It's just that was kind of a propped up market with naive buyers who were just buying these homes and a lot of sellers who just didn't want to give their homes away even though if they sold them at market price because they, they owned them for 10 15 years they'd still make a, bu a bundle but they were so damn greedy that like well if i can't get seven hundred thousand dollars for my house like they've been getting for the past two years and i just won't sell it well good luck buddy because you're gonna be living in that house until the day you die like I said, I have seen so many people that greed gets the best of them. Greed gets the best of them. You know, even like the the pe people that were selling their home, their investment property, I said, geez, even if you have to pay the taxes, because they had everything paid off, so you're still walking away with six hundred grand, buddy. Oh, nah, if we can't get what we want, then forget it. You know, good grief uh, you know there's just so many people that just think they can live off of pride and greed and they end up all broke and out on the streets look at i mean i'm i'm not looking at you know or or uh ridiculing or, or being bad to homeless people but yeah you go around and you see these you know i saw so many jobs now hiring 17 dollars an hour 20 dollars an hour blah 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 and you know so many people that i talked to said yeah you know the homeless just want to be homeless because they just don't want to work uh, and the people that do work they get out of, off the streets and you know it's just so much you know so many people that just it's much easier to create excuses than to you know go out and, and and get a job that you know they all become victims and i think that's the thing with what's going to on it is going to be a lot of foreclosures a lot of you know people you know selling their homes at whatever they could get for them and yeah they're not going to walk away with a ton you know a million dollars but they might walk away with 500 but they're going to go oh yeah we only walked away with 500,000 god we, we you know we we had to give our house away you know geez uh it, it was tough the market really went down and 
you know, geez, we just gave it away. It's like, no, you didn't give it away, buddy. You got what the market will bear. You just came up with some dream price that didn't make any sense. And now you have to sell it to what the real world is going to pay for it. And you think, oh, you gave it away. Just greed, 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 greed. That's that's the... Yeah, that's the biggest sin in the world that we have today is greed. If you ever look at it, it's greed, greed, greed. And I don't think people just appreciate that you woke up today and you're here. I mean, thank the good Lord that you're here and quit thinking the world owes it to you. And if they, you don't get what they... Uh, you think that's owed you, oh, I'm a victim and so on. If I can't sell my house for this amount of money, oh, then I just won't sell it at all. Well, good luck. You know, like my father years ago said, JD, you can't live on pride. But a lot of these people, they're so proud. They're just, you know, and they're all living in tents, you know, or van down by the river. Well, I, I wish him luck. You know, I wish him luck. So, guys, like I said, if you own a home and you lose your job, I feel sorry for you. And, you know, I know what it's like to be under a lot of financial strain. But, you know, your health, if you're healthy, you know, like somebody told me, if money's your problem, you really don't have any problems because you can always make a buck somewhere legally. Uh, you can always find a job someplace or be an entrepreneur and do cut lawn, shovel snow, build something, uh, do uh, side gigs and so on, to deliver pizzas or sweet floors. You can always do something. But if you think you're too good to do jobs like that, guess what? Then go out to this Goodwill and buy yourself a tent because you're going to be right with the homeless people living in a tent and saying to everybody how you were a victim and it's your pride that you're a victim to not because nobody's giving you a break because you just don't want to go out and do what you need to do to make it happen so folks i really appreciate every one of you who've listened to my past cast over the years i know sometimes it's humorous sometimes i try to do uh some really good information try to be straight with you guys because like i said it's real estate for the common man i want to keep it simple i want to talk to the the common everyday guy that's working uh her or his or her tails off to just make ends meet and hopefully if you own a home Thank the good Lord that you have a home. If you're renting, thank the good Lord that you're you're renting. If you got a job, guys, thank the good Lord that you got a job. And if you don't have a job, guess what? You know, just keep on keeping on, man. Uh, You know, somebody told me, make a plan and work the plan. And if you don't have a plan, then your plan is to fail. So, guys, I wish you luck. Have a great, great great 2024 and hey if you win the lottery hey you know where to find me thank you very much have a great week and i'll talk to you later see you later take care of yourselves bye for now
We hope you enjoyed the show, Real Estate for the Common Man. Please follow us or subscribe. Tell your friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers about us. We're on all your major podcast apps, Amazon, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. If you can't remember all that, just Google it, or have your friends Google Real Estate for the Common Man and it will come up. Again, we thank you very much for your time and hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Hey, if you live in Colorado Springs and want to buy or sell a home, you can look us up at soldrealestatecompany.com as in I sold a home. Again, thank you very much, have a very good week and we'll see you next Monday.